Okay, I've made a decision. And what's that? Well, it's time for me to be like one of the guys. I mean, I'm going to learn all about those funky kinds of beer you drink, learn how to change clutches in motorcycles, help you move the furniture in David's whoa, bedroom. Whoa, 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 wait a second. Didn't the obstetrician say that a woman in your condition is supposed to be laying off the adult beverages, let alone partaking in any heavy lifting? Oh, yeah, that's right. I guess I'm off the hook. Hmm. Well, <laughs> you're much better off as far as I'm concerned being one of the gals anyway instead of one of the guys. Mom. Mm-hmm. Live from the mysterious, mist-enshrouded mountaintop fortress that is X&Y Communications Headquarters, you're listening to X&Y on the Fly, the dating podcast, with your hosts, Scott and Emily. All right, there you have it. Thank you, Ed Roy Odom, and welcome to another episode of X and Y on the Fly. We're up to episode number 26. My name is Scott McKay. I'm your host, as always, and with me is the lovely and talented wife of mine, Emily McKay. There you go. Hey, you know what? We did a show a few weeks, or it's like a couple months now, isn't it? Feels that way. <laughs> yeah, it, it actually is that way. It's been a couple months since we did the show on masculinity. And we had Carlos Zuma as our guest, who did a great job helping us break down exactly what it takes for a guy to really be masculine. Not just being male, but being that masculine guy that really attracts women. Yes. So we've been waiting for a while here, and here we go. Episode 26 is the Femininity Cast. I was going to say, it's about time. Yeah, the girls are going to get their just desserts here. Well, girls always get more than just dessert. They kind of get the steak, and they get a few drinks. Oh, and... we're sweet. Yeah, yeah. Well, as much as you can get out of us on a date, the best, right? Oh, yes. You know, I think women order dessert more on dates than they do when they're not on dates. Well, it's because it's romantic to eat dessert with your, with your guy. But you know what the stereotype is with a woman? The feminine thing to do. And this is a great way to get started, right? What's that? The thing a feminine woman is supposed to do, stereotypically, is go on a date and just have water and a salad. We hate that as guys. Well, I would just rather eat steak and just eat to my heart's content. Yeah, I mean, you know, if the guy's paying for dinner, which, you know, is another whole story. Whether guy, <laughs> Whether a guy should be paying for dinner or not. Yeah, a woman should enjoy it. We want you to eat. Man, have a dessert. Kick butt, you know? That's right. Get the strawberry cheesecake. Get the tiramisu. Get, what, was that? what was the one the other day? The tres leches? Oh, yes. Man, that's just decadent. So here we are. We're talking about femininity today. What a great subject. You know what? I'll tell you, Emily. One of the things I love most about you is that you're not just a girl. You really do capture the essence of femininity. So I'm hoping that you're going to be able to impart most of that to women tonight, especially in the audience. And, you know, also to the guys who a lot of times we need a jolt, you know, to kind of remind us what we're missing in women if we just go after the sex. Because so many guys are so sex focused, you know. Yeah, they missed the whole point. There's so much more to a woman other than just the body. Uh-huh. There's her whole persona, mm-hmm. and part of that is her feminine side. That's right. And if you can enjoy that, you can really, truly enjoy a woman entirely. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's, we talked about how a masculine man is the opposite. And masculinity and femininity really are opposites. 
but they complement each other. They're, Absolutely. They're, it's like a puzzle piece that are designed to go together. I agree with that. If you two, two pieces identical, they don't mesh. Well, I would call it more, you know, it's funny. I don't think it's a mere coincidence that in the electrical world and even in the networking world that I'm familiar with, the plug that's kind of shaped like a guy is called the male plug. Right. And then, you know, the, the outlet is called the, the female. female side. Man, mm-hmm. when you plug that masculine plug into that female plug, you just you get electricity. electricity. Yes, you just light it up. You charge it up. And a lot of guys, you know, we've been, we've been told, as we talked about ad nauseum in the other, other podcast with Carlos Zuma, we talk about how guys really don't know how to be fem- masculine anymore. Wow, we know how to be feminine, unfortunately. <laughs> and what we're going to talk about today, and we have a great guest who's going to help kind of lay that all out for us. Oh, yeah, she's wonderful. Oh, she's terrific. And uh, that's coming up in a little bit. But you know what? A lot of times nowadays the women are even getting confused on what it means to be feminine. That's true. And we, we've seen this when we go out sometimes. You look at a woman and you're like, in the way she dresses or looks or acts, especially in the way she acts, you wonder, you know, if she really is female or not. Well, I tell you what, a masculine man can charge up a feminine woman. And the guys who just think dating is all about sex are missing out on this wonderful gift that femininity is to manhood. That connection. Oh, yeah. I mean, just the more masculine a guy is, the more feminine a woman he's going to attract. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more in a bit. Sounds good. Hey, you know what, Emily? Tell us a little bit. What makes a woman feminine? Define it for me. There's a lot of things that makes a woman feminine. And a lot of people think it's, it's exterior. It's the way she dresses or the way she looks. But there's so much more to it than just that. Femininity goes down into the inner side of a woman. Absolutely. Her softness, her gentle spirit, her ability to be loving and caring and just gentle and graceful with people. Wow, yeah, the grace too. A lot of times people forget about that. But you know what? Anytime you think of something being graceful, you think of it being female. Yes. Even cars. Yeah, you name them after yeah. women. <laughs> well, I mean, you well, know you what? refer to them as a her or she. Or if you think of a masculine vehicle, you think of like, you know... A Hummer or a Jeep, although I'm married to a feminine woman who drives a Hummer, but we're not going to go there. Bright yellow, we call it the short bus, folks. Yeah. But anyway, you know, you think of cars like Jaguars are feminine. They're, they're just, they flow. You know, Ferraris have those curves to them. Kind of the, the designer Pininfarina makes those feminine, curvy cars mm-hmm. that kind of have hips where the rear wheels are. And, you know, that flow and that grace is a feminine thing. Figure skating. Graceful sports, to a large degree gymnastics, anything that involves grace and dignity is inherently feminine. Yeah, well, that's true. It's beautiful to see that. Now, you mentioned softness, and I don't want to take a whole lot of thunder away from our guest because she harps on that a good bit. But man, you know what? It seems to me that softness defines femininity. Right. And you know, I think I'll touch base on this one in the sense that so many women are... And we've all met these people. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's known somebody, especially in the office. Right. Well, we're afraid of her because she has such witchy personality yeah. that huh. she's going to bite your head off just to look at her. Not so she's, feminine. She's scary. Yeah. I mean, if she makes us feel that way, imagine what she makes men feel like. Well, I mean, that's not to say that scariness is necessarily masculine. But, you know, when a woman really, really is that tough, it takes a lot away from the femininity. Oh, yes. One of the guys who I'm working with right now, he's up in the uh, Northeast, and he spent some time in Wall Street. And he said, man, you know, this woman I worked for, 
is one of these career women. And she's really, really into what she does. You know, it's it's Wall Street, and she's dropping F-bombs. She's telling the guys who's working for her what to do, where to go. Almost has a really gruff voice about it. And he said it was really bizarre because she was kind of easy on the eyes. She's a very pretty lady. You know, we've talked before about the difference between beautiful, cute, and sexy, right? <laughs> well, she looked good, but man, there was just no attraction there because she was so darn masculine. And here's the irony, okay? What's that? Do you know who she thought was the hottest guy on planet Earth? Who's that? David Beckham. Oh, my. The metrosexual guy. Well, that's, they're polar to each other. Yeah, they, they complete each other, right? right? David Beckham has kind of got the feminine charm while still being a good-looking guy that some of these women like the metrosexual guy. Right. Meanwhile, she's got the masculinity thing working. Those two would complete each other. How ironic, huh? Yeah, but I venture to say that in the long run, they probably frustrate each other. Because <laughs> one's not masculine enough, and that would be the guy, and the other one's not feminine enough. Right. Well, Cosmo would disagree with you. Yeah, you know, our dogs are in here. He just got through barking and growling. Yes, and you know, uh, Cosmo and Gracie over there are generally behaving, but if you hear anything while we're podcasting, we actually have Cosmo and Gracie over there lounging. Now, these were my feminine dogs that I had when I was dating you. Well, Cosmo's a guy, so that's kind of unfortunate that he would be feminine. But, you know... He's pink. Yeah, they're hairless terriers, folks. So what happens is if you leave Cosmo out in the sun too long, he turns pink. Uh, you don't have to leave him very long. He still turns red. <sighs> what a humiliation for a male dog. No wonder... And, and you know what? Here's another thing. I am a professional dating coach. I may be the chick whisperer on another <laughs> podcast, but I am definitely not the dog whisperer. Oh, no. The poor dog has no game. The dog has no game. Gracie has gone in and out of heat, and Cosmo just doesn't know what to do. <laughs> Gracie is no, oh, Gracie rejects him. It's the just, last dog on earth for her. Oh, I know. She still has no chance. The walk of shame. I think, I think Cosmo <laughs> is, is in the definite just be friends doggy zone. Yeah. That's no, horrible. Very, very, very bad. But we're digressing pretty hard here. Softness. I was going to say about softness is, you know, I I was contrasting that to a woman being very, very harsh. That's right. We don't like that. And that's just to emphasize, you know, what we do can cause a man to not want to approach us. We may look scary or masculine or that we might bite their heads without even, not even realizing that that's the signal we're sending. Just in the way we sit and the way that we act, if we're talking too loud, if we're... There's so many factors to that that we may be coming across as masculine or unapproachable. That's right. And, you know, and I think a lot of times as guys, we don't even really think that far through it to figure out why we're not attracted. We're just not. Because guys are so visual. We'll see and we'll go, eh, you know what, maybe not. You just can't put your finger on it. No. But you just know something's not That's right. That's right. You know, I think a, a great measure of whether something is masculine or feminine is look at what strikes you as odd. Or, or peculiar when you see it in the wrong sex. Like when you see a guy and you say, oh, he's really effeminate. I wonder if he's gay. Right. What is it you're seeing? And when you see a woman, you go, man, you know, she's kind of harsh. She's kind of gruff. She's not really pulling it for me in a feminine sense. Mm-hmm. What is it that she's doing? And you get a really good tie into what's masculine and what's feminine that way. When you see it in a context that's, that's really wrong, it just doesn't, it doesn't compute right. We've been called heterocentrists, by the way, on this show. And uh, that's not something we deny. <laughs> no, that's true. Being heterosexual, that's how we think. So, you know, being attracted to females, when I see a female who is masculine, that is that 
magnet thing that our guest is going to talk about in a brief while. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just repelled by that. And I think when really feminine women see these guys who are trying to get on their sensitive side and trying to be like a woman with a penis, you know, it's Without just repulsive. You? Yeah. Right. It's, it's ugly. Now, let's talk about a gentle spirit. Okay. You know, men are the war makers and women are the peacekeepers. Um, you know, all this kind of ties into being graceful. Men like we talked love about. seeing women act this way, especially with their children. Yes. And, you know, women being the giver of life. There's something about motherhood. And, you know, I've written about this in one of the very first newsletters I ever did back when I had like 15 people on the mailing list. Right. You know? And, you know, motherhood is hot to guys. I didn't realize that until I was single. Oh, yeah. That men really do find that attractive. Oh, yes. We want to know if you're a good mom. And, you know, it's really hard for me to put my finger on why all this is. But, man, you know, motherhood to us is just wonderful. Well, you know, I think part of that is when you see her relate to her children, you can see a lot of her personality that you otherwise wouldn't see. And so when those beautiful traits come out of her, when she's doing some wonderful things for her kids, you can see what a gentle wonderful peaceful spirit that she has and that she's just someone you want to be with so that she can you know be there for you when you need her as well yeah oh men love to be supported and men love to be nurtured believed in yeah and we want someone who'll take care of us a little bit you know it's ironic that we can't demonstrate that we want any of that stuff or you all won't be attracted to us right but you still love it when we do little things for you and you know there's that statement you know it's an old but i think a very true statement that behind every good man is a great woman. Right. A support. And, you know, a lot of women take that as a slap. Like, you know, the guy is the one out there doing everything, and the woman is behind him giving him a push. But, you know, what's interesting about that statement, if people take offense to it, you know, every person who's ever been successful, truly amazingly successful, gold medal Olympians. Right. Or, you know, the president or anyone of any high stature or amazing. Fortune 500 guys. Yeah. Right. Anything of amazing stature. They all have someone who is behind them, supporting them. Guys with great wives live longer, too. Yes, that's right. So, I mean, the importance of that, that support mechanism that a woman gives a guy, is incredibly important. And you know what I was, I was going to allude to when I said that, you know, women may see that as a slap? It doesn't necessarily go in the opposite direction. Women don't necessarily need a man to succeed. But men always succeed more when they have a great woman by their side. Right. Well, you know what? I think now would be a great time to introduce our guest. She had some great material. Yeah. One of our greatest interviews ever, Amy Waterman, is with Triple O Relationships out of New Zealand. We've been having some guests from New Zealand lately. Yeah. Yeah. And she is the author of How to Be Irresistible to Men. I mean, how how could we overlook Amy Waterman? The queen of femininity and being irresistible to men when it comes to this topic we're talking about today. And she demonstrates it so well. Just in hearing her voice, you can tell she's very feminine. Oh, yeah. She's very feminine. Wait till you hear this, guys. You're probably going to need to take a cold shower or something after (laughs) you're done. But um, actually, I think she's single, too. She demonstrates femininity very well. Too bad she lives about 14,000 miles away for all you guys in America. But anyway, Amy's got a lot of class. She is very feminine. So, you know, what a great choice. And uh, we introduce to you right now, Amy Waterman, author of How to Be Irresistible to Men, all the way from New Zealand. Here we go. This is Scott, and I have a great guest today. With me is Amy Waterman, all the way from Triple O Relationships. 
Amy is the author of How to Be Irresistible to Men. She's a dating expert, and I welcome her to the show. Thanks for being with us today, Amy. Thanks, Scott. Hey, tell me, we've talked about masculinity in a previous show. Today we're talking about femininity. How do you define exactly what femininity is and what it isn't? Well, one of the things that a lot of us women, especially those of us in our 30s who've grown up post-feminism, we often think that femininity is something that the women in the 50s had. You know, they had their aprons and they cooked and they cleaned and they were basically their servants uh, and the housewives and they didn't do anything. Or else then we think, well, maybe femininity is just being female. Maybe it has to do with, you know, our sex rather than our gender. And other people think, oh, but maybe femininity has to do with being oppressed by men and being passive and helpless, and we don't want to be feminine. Well, Scott, I don't think any of those definitions are helpful to us as women because it teaches us to devalue femininity. I'm not about devaluing femininity. I think our femininity is the greatest gift we have as women, and it has to do with our sexual essence, what attracts men to us. Well, I think that's an excellent answer. I if I was going to define it myself, mine probably wouldn't be much different from yours, and I'm a man. <laughs> so you're talking about how femininity relates to attraction in general. Give us some more insight into that. Well, one of the things that we need to think about when we're thinking about why are men attracted to women and why women are attracted to men, the most obvious reason is sex. I'm attracted to him because he's a man. But that's pretty basic because why aren't we just attracted to all men or to all women? That's when we need to get a bit deeper. We are attracted to them because of their sexual essence, which we're going to put into two poles, masculinity and femininity. A man, when he's attracted to us, he's not just attracted to the woman, he's attracted to the feminine essence we have. And this comes from a book called The Way of the Superior Man by David Data, and it's a fantastic book for men and women alike to read because it goes deeper into these notions of masculinity and femininity. So what is that femininity he's attracted to? It has to do with our ability to love, to express ourselves, to dance, to be joyous, to be creative, to be overflowing, to be abundant and radiant and to love children. All of those wonderful characteristics we see as feminine, that's what a man is attracted to in us. So there's nothing particularly wrong with being feminine, just like there's nothing wrong with a man being masculine. Exactly, because what Data says is he says, if we try to be balanced sexually, if we try to be both masculine and feminine, completely balanced, there's no sexual chemistry. The analogy he gives is the analogy of a magnet. If you have two poles of magnet that are the same, they're going to repel each other. But the more powerful negative charge you have and the more powerful positive charge you have, the closer those are going to get together. Now, the reason this is important for us women today is that so many of us have learned to really develop our masculine side. We go into business, we become very aggressive, very directional, very focused, very analytical, very rational, wonderful characteristics in business. But then we take them out of the office and into the club and into our bedrooms, and our man looks at us and he sees masculine characteristics which aren't going to attract him. So what we women have to do is really get in touch with that sensual, abundant, flowing, warm, joyous, radiant, feminine side. And that's what's going to attract the man. So don't you think it's bizarre somehow 
that men are going around trying to somehow get over what they've been told about male behavior being bad behavior and somehow be more feminine, for lack of a better word. Meanwhile, the women are going around trying to be more masculine. What happened here? Exactly. <laughs> well, one of the things, again, that Data talks about is he says, this is just a stage in our growth as human beings. Once upon a time, the men were very dominant, they were very aggressive, and they told the women what to do, and the women were just, you know, take care of the home and cooking and providing the love and the family, and so it was quite distinguished. Well, we realized that isn't going to work. So then we tried to be 50-50. Men tried to become more sensitive. Women tried to go into the workforce and become more goal-oriented and focused and aggressive and competitive. But that's not working either. We know that. We've got these sensitive new age guys who can't get a girl. And we've got these independent, successful, amazing career women who scare off men. And so now we're moving into the third realm of, of human development. And that is where we know our masculine, we know our feminine, and we can bring out either of those sides depending on the situation we're at. Women, don't give up your masculine side in business. That's what's going to get you far and to be independent. But when you come home, that's when you need to shed your tension, shed the stress, shed the competitiveness, and relax and get into your senses and laugh and be joyous and, and get into that feminine side. You know, it's funny, I was just helping a guy with his online profile, and he's in New York City, and talking to all the women he's targeting who are working on Wall Street and whatever, what we decided on to be a great headline for him on his profile would be, a bubble bath in a whirlpool of stress. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, that, that one's going to work. I think women are at least going to open your profile when they see that headline. That's fantastic, because I do feel that the more independent and successful you become, especially if you look at women who are single moms who have to take all the masculine responsibilities of the finances and the home, everything onto their shoulder, sure. they're feeling like they have to be the man and the woman. You know, there used to be a household full of the husband and the wife. They had defined roles and they created a balance. Now that woman has to be both. So she's looking for the man. She can lean her head on. She can trust him. She can relinquish some of this responsibility because he's got broad shoulders. He can carry some of that. And he loves to because that's what makes him a man. Oh, yeah. Just like I'm saying, men love to bring that out in a woman to kind of do exactly what you're saying, Amy, which is provide that shoulder for her to rest her head on. And it doesn't imply any kind of weakness or strength one way or the other. It's just more completeness. I think one of the problems we women have had is that we've read all these dating books about the dangers of being needy. And so we think, I don't want to be needy, I don't want to be desperate, so I'm going to be independent and self-sufficient, and I'm not going to need a man. But as a result, men look at us, they say, well, she doesn't need a man in her life, so we're not going to date her. They go find someone who will value them. So I think the challenge for us as modern independent career women is to learn to understand that we can admit to a man that we need him. He likes it when we're not so responsible. He loves it when we can trust him, lay a little of our burden on his shoulders, and allow him to guide us. We don't have to be the people guiding our own lives. We can lean on him a bit. And that's really a challenge for independent women. Well, I, I think you've had some tremendous insights today, Amy. And this has been an excellent conversation. 
if a woman who's listening to this podcast wants to become more feminine right now, and of course this is my signature way I end all these interviews, what can she do today to be a more feminine woman? I'm going to give all the women out there one word. Whenever you want to become more feminine, I want you to think of this word and I want you to hold it in your mind. And that word is soften. If you're talking to a man that you want to attract, soften your voice. Don't be hard. Don't be harsh. Don't be strident. Soften it. Soften your tone. If you find that your body is rigid and that you're tense and that you're nervous, soften your body. Let it relax. Let your movements flow. Just think about the word soften. If he touches you and you, you jerk back, you think, oh, you know, what does this mean? Soften. Soften into his touch. And as long as you hold that word in your mind, you're going to be getting into that sensual, soft part of you that is so feminine and irresistible, he won't be able to resist you. You know, whether you believe this or not, as soon as you said one word to remember, the word that came into my mind is the one you said. Wow. I said softness is what I said to myself. That's fantastic. Well, there you go. I mean, so I, let, let me corroborate that one for you. Well, our guest has been Amy Waterman. Amy, thanks again for joining us today. Thank you, Scott. Now back to the program. Wow, you know, we talked about Amy being feminine, but man, she covers just about everything. Some of the people in the audience may not have been able to tell that I literally, really had to do almost no editing to Amy. No, she did a beautiful job oh, yeah. of speaking. She, She's just a natural at talk. The way she was is the way she is. Oh, absolutely. You know, she just flowed so well on this subject. It's it's like she lives and breathes it for real. You know, the real deal is Amy Waterman. She is a feminine woman, and she's got a lot of this figured out. Oh, yes. You know, we talked about <laughs> we talked about the whole concept of women being in business and how important it is for them to go ahead and take what's coming to them in terms of equality. And you, she's right. Yes, it's she very is right. important for a woman to to have those very strong personality or traits in the work or business world. Right, that's right. Otherwise, she won't be taken seriously. Right, and that's a good thing. But the, what makes a woman truly great and separates her from other women is the ability to separate her work environment from her home environment, yeah, her personal environment. Isn't that amazing? When she can turn that off and become feminine after hours. Well, I think a woman can still be feminine at work while being strong because, you know, some of the things that feminine does not mean, and we'll talk about this in a second, is, you know, being weak, fragile, helpless, or stupid. All those negative stereotypes, that is not femininity at all. I think um, Amy has done an incredible job of demonstrating that, you know, a woman can be successful. She can be a businesswoman. She can be, you know, she can bring home the bacon, fry it up in a pan, and never, ever let us forget we're a man. It's like a, it's right. one of those, one of those perfume commercials. Yeah, it wasn't Anjali. Yes. The perfume. Yeah, there you go. You know, and then she can have her Calgon take me away moment. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That is one of the most poignant commercials ever for demonstrating the way a woman, you know, should be. I mean, we're always impressed by that. We like women. Well, a guy with a good, solid self-esteem is impressed with a woman who is a successful woman. But, man, you, a woman, <laughs> you just got to be feminine. Well, Amy is a terrific interview. Ladies, if you're listening to this, what more example do you need of a woman who's got to have written a terrific book to help you succeed with men? 
And we've got a URL for you to help you learn more about Amy and what she's about. Um, Amy Waterman is with Triple O Relationships. You know, she didn't have the Kiwi accent. No, she didn't, did no, she? No, she's actually from America. She's from uh, Oregon, and she actually has lived in New Zealand for several years now. She's still doesn't for, have an accent. <laughs> still doesn't have an accent down there. So we're very, very glad to have her on the show. If you want to learn more about Amy, go to www.deservewhatyouwant.com front slash Amy. <laughs> we always make it excruciatingly easy. You know, it's like the caveman URL, right? Right. It's so easy a caveman can remember it. So go to www.deservewhatyouwant.com front slash Amy. And we know a lot of Amy's uh, listeners and readers from her newsletter are also listening to this podcast. And we welcome you and we thank you for listening. And um, let's talk a little bit more now about what femininity does not mean. Weakness, fragileness, helplessness. Oh my gosh, I'm a damsel in distress. I'm tied to a railroad track. Is that femininity? No, that's not femininity. I mean, you can demonstrate the need or desire for a man to take care of you in some fashion. You know, I like for a man to be able to support me, whether it be financially, emotionally, or otherwise. Or opening the car door for you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't make me weak or fragile or helpless. I'm independent, but Mm -hmm. I know how to lean on you. I know how to let you support me and enjoy every moment of it. It's just an amazing thing that masculinity and femininity complete each other and you know and it's part of showing appreciation for someone doing something great and wonderful for you and allowing that and giving permission for that because an independent woman i know i had this issue in the very beginning when i first was divorced is letting that independence go and saying it's okay for a man to buy me dinner it's okay for a man to do something special right you almost get that learned behavior of i've got to support myself now right i have i have to be independent and strong and tough but it's okay to be all those things and still at the same time allow someone to be good to you. Right. You know, just like we were talking about how you can't design your own genitalia. <laughs> you know, we didn't figure out how we were going to be designed down there. Yet here we are wanting to redesign the whole mental part of that. The physiological part we had nothing to do with. Yet we want to go back and we want to reinvent the whole concept of how men and women fit together mentally and emotionally and we can't do that physically you know and, I, and it I, isn't gonna work we can't do it it is what it is and Masculinity i appreciate and being who and what i am for right. example you know every time i've ever had a flat tire run out of gas there's always been a man there to you know who's pulled over and helped me that's right they change the tire and it's changed in 10 minutes you know the and one you still time, don't give them their, your number no, no. <laughs> I, I, they feel good and I'm happy because I'm on my way. But the one time there was no one to help me mm-hmm. because there's just no one around. By the way, but we don't need your number. We felt good <laughs> just for doing it. I mean, a real man doesn't They didn't even need, ask. Uh, I, you know what? I made that my New Year's resolution one year. I had a pickup truck, as I usually do, carried tools, jumper cables, and my New Year's resolution one year, probably about 10 years ago, was if I ever see someone in distress on the side of the road, And I do not have a commitment to be somewhere at a certain time. In other words, it isn't going to hurt me any to stop. Right. I will stop and help them. Very good. And that has served me well. And I do. It's a a wonderful feeling to do that for somebody. Well, and it was out in the sun because I was out the furthest point you can get. Right. So I'm changing the tire in the middle of summer in San Antonio, in the heat, sweating. It's taking (laughs) me over. Which isn't a very feminine thing to do. No, it's not. 
and it's taken me over an hour to change this tire. And I used to always make the comment that, you know, I wish I could for once change a tire just so I could experience it. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say this. Got it's not <laughs> I got my chance. I, it would have been wonderful if I had a man who had come and rescued me that day. Let me ask you a question point blank. What's that? Do you think there's things that women are just better at than men and things that men are just better at than women? Absolutely. You know, I agree with you. And at the risk of being politically incorrect, I'm going to agree with you. And I will say, you know, women are just much better at organizing things, keeping things straight and clean. And that's not to say they're the ones who are supposed to clean the house because God knows that I do as much of the cooking and laundry around here as you do. Probably more so now that I'm pregnant. Exactly. But, you know, there's just things that women seem to do better. I think, you know, when I had Danielle here, my little girl, Mm -hmm. and I was single daddy, man, it was a lot more difficult for me to act as the primary caregiver parent than I think it would be for a woman. And I will admit that. I'm just not as good at those day-to-day parental I guess, organizational activities. You know, make sure she's out of bed at a reasonable time. Get her breakfast. Make sure she's got her bath. Make sure she's taken care of. Guys suck at this stuff. It's a fact. Well, no, most of us. Most of you. And I think women are just much better at that sort of thing. And I think when it comes to making... Well, I don't know. You tell me what you think guys are better at. Well, guys are good at a lot of things. And, you know, these aren't absolutes. Because I'm sure there's women out there who can change a tire fast and great. But, you know, as a general tendencies. rule. Right, tendencies. We're talking about generalization here. Right. In most cases, most of us women are like myself, where there's a few things we're not so strong at, you know, right. doing the very male things. I mean, how many women have actually changed the oil on a car? Not as many. I, will, I have attempted it once when I was pregnant. Right. <laughs> which I got into a lot of trouble for. Um, so, see, as far as men, things that I think men are not as good at, well, for one thing, probably cleaning the house. Um, we are more detail-oriented, that's That's sure. not what I asked. I said, what do you think men are better at? Now you're going into what are men are <laughs> not as good at. But I guess I'll take whatever at? I can get guys out of Guys are you. better at. Uh, mm, that's a good question. A lot well, you know, there's a lot of the, the talk that men are more thinkers and women are more feelers. Yes. But you know what? When no, I take I my Myers-Briggs then... test, and Myers-Briggs is a personality inventory, by the way. And if you've never seen the book, Please Understand Me and heard of a Myers-Briggs test, it gives you kind of four letters at the end. And one of them is thinker versus feeler. And I'm absolutely dead center between T and F. We both were. Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting? That reminds me. Women are very much emotional when it comes to taking care of their kids mm-hmm. and reacting. Yeah. Or even in circumstances, for that matter, not right. related to kids. Men, on the other hand, seem, for the most part, to be very rational. They think it through rather than to get emotional about yes. it. Yes. When the chips are down, the same guy who knows how to fight or fly in the face of danger is the guy who's going to make the decision, the whitewater situations in life, you know? I think that's good. where the guy is going to step in and make a difference. And it feels good to know that there's a man who's going to do that for you. You know, even when I was single... And, you know, I tell the guys on the Power Sessions program the same thing. If you want to be a guy who's going to be really the most valuable player to women, if you're going to have women see you as what I call the uber friend instead of just the just be friend, when a woman has a crisis in her situation, if you're the man, she calls, 
she's probably attracted to you. Possibly. Or you might be the best the best of <laughs> the best of bad options. But you know, when a woman says, Hey, I've just had something very terrible happen here. I just need someone to hug me. Aww. Can I just come over and will you hug me? That's the guy you want to be. That's the guy. Because that's what men are good at. Men are good at establishing calm. You know, if women are good at keeping the peace. Yes. Men are good at reestablishing the peace. Um, the security. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I think that's a good place to end. Okay. We have lots of housekeeping for you all this week. And again, you know what we haven't done in a while, Emily? What have we not done in a while? If you have opinions about what you've heard today, if you either agree with us or don't agree with us, we want you to write to us and tell us all about it. And you know what? We'll read these emails on our show and we'll follow up with this. So how would we email you, Emily? Well, you're going to email me at Emily, E-M-I-L-Y, right. at date to order. That's D-A-T-E-T-O-O-R-D-E-R. And if you'd like to talk to me, it's Scott at date to order.com, D-A-T-E-T-O-O-R-D-E-R. But you know, you all who've just started to listen to us recently have another venue by which you can get a hold of us, and that's our voicemail. And you know what? The voicemail has been really, really quiet, y'all. You know, when we started this, we knew that there was some of like the top 10 podcasts in the world who were still not getting any voicemails. We don't know why you guys are so shy. Voicemail us. We will deal with your voicemail here on the air. And we will send you a prize for being the voicemail. And I'll tell you what, at this rate, if you leave us a voicemail, the odds are absolutely stunning that you will be listened to on the air. This is almost like getting a free prize. And it's really a no-brainer. We want you to email us. We want you to voicemail us. The voicemail number is 210-362-4400. Hey, y'all, wear it out. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your voice. We want to hear what's on your mind. We do this show because we love you. We want you guys to benefit from us, and we want to hear what's on your mind. That reminds me, Emily, a lot of people who have heard this podcast maybe haven't read our most foundational book yet, which is Deserve What You Want. So I think it's about time that I, I sweetened the deal for people and gave them the book half price. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I want to give you a special deal. And if you go to our website at www.deservewhatyouwant.com, I will give you 50% off our first book, Deserve What You Want. And that's, man, that's 10 bucks. It's marked down from 20 to 10, and that will be yours for entering the coupon code FEM50. F-E-M-5-0. When you order. And you know what? We have lots of bonuses that come with that. One of them is a free month of our power session. That's packed with lots of information. Yes. Very detailed. Our monthly series, you know, we're so sure that you'll like it and want to stick with us month after month after month. That will give you the first month for free, and both Emily and I actually are going to cover the same topic next month, and that's the hidden detractors that you may not even know you're doing that's keeping you dateless. If you're the type of person who says, man, I look good, I do everything right, I have a good job, there's nothing wrong with me, yet I'm still not getting any dates. What could possibly be the issue? Both Emily and I are going to be covering that in our respective power sessions for the month of May. So get in on that now. And we also always have other surprises that we have for people. Yeah, matter of fact, we're going to be doing a video. YouTube. We're going to have a YouTube pretty soon. Oh, yeah, the YouTube show. 
you know, we've got all the video stuff here. We just need to get through tax season. God bless us. And uh, we're going to start doing videos, and there will be a show called X and Y on the Fly TV. You'll get to see us interact here. Get to see our faces. Voice, <laughs> for better or worse. Right. I have a great face for radio, but... Um, <laughs> Actually, Emily makes up for that, so uh, you'll get to see Emily grace the camera on our X and Y on the Fly TV show. We'll keep you abreast of what goes on with that, no pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) So on behalf of Gracie and Cosmo, who are already sacked out over there in the corner of the room, folks, go visit our Frapper map and pin yourself. We haven't talked about that for a while. That's www.frappr.com front slash X-A-N-D-Y. Also, if you're not our friend on MySpace yet, that's www.myspace.com front slash X underscore. And by the way, that's one of those lines. That's not the word underscore. We dealt with that a short time ago. X underscore and underscore Y. That's our MySpace page. Enjoy. And um, what a fun show today. Yes, I enjoyed it. Next time we're going to be coming at you with a much more, um, it's going to be a hard-hitting topic. We're going to talk about the seduction community. All right. The whole concept of good seduction, kind of black hat versus white hat seduction. This is going to be one you don't want to miss. And uh, we hope that you'll also, one more thing. We have a forum now. We have a message board. And those oh, of you who are listening right. have not been to the message board yet. We have a lot of surprises that we put up there. So please go ahead and join us there at deservewhatyouwant.com front slash forum, F-O-R-U-M. And as always, we want you to visit our guest today, which is deservewhatyouwant.com front slash Amy to see what Amy Waterman's up to these days. And thanks again for listening and making us featured on iTunes. We're appreciative of every one of you who listen. Yes, absolutely. So until next time, when we talk about seduction, my name is Scott McKay. And I'm Emily McKay. Be good. And have fun. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Joseph W. South, and you are tuned in to Scott and Emily of X and Y on the fly. Great dating advice from Scott and Emily. And when you're finished listening to this show, go on over to Joseph dot libsyn that's spelled l-i-b-s-y-n dot com for the joseph w south show it's my very own rant on love sex relationships and the business of life the joseph w south show copyright 2007 x and y communications be sure to visit Scott and Emily on the web at www.deservewhatyouwant.com. Also, be sure to get their free daily mini-podcast, The Dating Cast Minute, at www.powermonogamy.com.